So if somebody just walks in the door with anxiety and I'm trying to do their initial consultation, I'll grab my mood boost, which is um, a formula that's made with, it's a plant formula made with nano emulsions. And I'll put it in a bottle of water and they can sip on that while we're talking. And within seven minutes, they're like, am I feeling calmer already? And I'm like, it, yes, because when you make a plant medicine bioavailable with a nanotechnology, it can work pretty quickly. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fiveson. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Shari B. Kaplan an LS, LCSW licensed clinical social worker, and she's a leading expert in integrative mental health treatment and the founder of Connected Wellness. That's C-A-N-N-E-C-T-D, Wellness. As an acclaimed speaker, I, I met Sherry at the Wonderland Conference. She's a speaker on integrative mental health addiction and trauma treatment. And she's also dedicated her life's work to helping patients achieve holistic well-being. Through her expertise in blending evidence-based practices with plant medicine integration, she's forging new ground in mental health and chronic pain treatment. During today's interview, we'll explore Ms. Kaplan's revolutionary approaches to mental health and addiction treatment and delve into the brain-body connection for promoting healing and well-being. We'll also discuss plant medicine integration in mental health and chronic pain treatment and what clinicians and patients need to know about ketamine and cannabis-assisted therapy. Without further ado, let's jump in and learn more about Sherry Kaplan and her groundbreaking treatment methods. Sherry, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I am. I'm really excited. Uh, our our meeting. I felt like I was with a kindred spirit when we met in Florida, and uh, you know, I, I I just had you. As a matter of fact, thought I was your rabbi. So there you go. <laughs> Although you're late, rabbi. Excuse me, but at least I was reincarnated from the dead. So. And, and here we are. So I'm, I'm very excited. Thank you for joining us. And, um, you know, you've had such a journey uh, and uh, I was very intrigued by your story. Can you give us a little insight in terms of your journey into mental health treatment and maybe how it led to your work with plant medicine integration? Well, you know, I went through my own therapy when I was in my early 20s. And I did not know that everything in life was a choice. How you choose to relate to your family and your past and your history and your negative beliefs and um, your experiences and about making deliberate choices and intentions. And I really went to graduate school because I it was just such an awakening to me to learn that you actually could choose to set boundaries and say, say no. and. Um, and in doing that, I was working in the entertainment industry on one of the soap operas. And during my lunch break, I ran over to Fordham University and picked up a graduate application. 
And from there, I worked with people who had HIV and AIDS and children who had HIV and AIDS and cancer and neurodevelopmental disorders and neurodegenerative disorders. Um, I worked with people who had bipolar disorders and schizophrenia and Down syndrome and autism. And, um, and then I ended up working with athletes and the whole mind-body um, to help people overcome their performance anxiety. So I've been meditating since I'm 11 years old. And that was just like very much of an awareness that there's so much more that we can do with our mental focus and ways that we could take care of our body that could align ourselves with who we truly are and be able to take greater charge of our life. And that was really the reasons that I got into um, more mm -hmm. mind-body practices um, in mental health. And then my son was born with a central nervous system disorder in mm -hmm. 2002, and I started studying neuroanatomy mm -hmm. and tried to figure out how to refire and rewire his brain around some dead areas that he had of tissue and something mm -hmm. that was growing on his hippocampus and a movement disorder and a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. And so in the process of learning how to rewire and refire his brain, mm -hmm. I was using tuning forks and, and different types of movement and music Mm. and plants work on sound frequencies. Mm -hmm. So I started investigating different types of plants that could help me dampen his um, his sympathetic nervous system and stimulate mm -hmm. his parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing that, I was preaching, I was treating a bunch of physicians for trauma and they were noticing that I would come into their sessions smelling like plants mm. and just really good smelling plants. And so I was telling them what I was doing with it. And they said, oh, well, could you make something for my torn rotary cuff? Do you have anything for GERD? Mm. And that kind of sent me on the whole research of all different types of plants and getting certified in plant medicine. And, you know, um, and so I've ended up making over 200 formulas mm -hmm. and I learned about medical cannabis from a physician in California, Dr. Alan Frankel, mm -hmm. who at the time was working in Santa Monica and he offered for me to come out and work with him at his clinic. And that's who I learned about medical cannabis. And I said, you know, not only is this such an amazing plant to treat various illnesses, so when you start combining cannabis with other plants, with mm -hmm. FDA approved safer food consumption plants, mm -hmm. you can actually make up some incredible formulations that are wonderful for chronic illnesses. So, you know, I think that we have pharmaceutical medicines that are great for acute and um, acute care. And mm -hmm. when you need to get out from behind the eight ball immediately, but plant medicines and psychedelic medicines can be extremely helpful mm. for mm -hmm. chronic care. Well, I, I was very intrigued. You know, I've been scanning and reading your website and uh, really one of the things that really intrigued me was all of these formulations that you have as well. And I'm wondering uh, in terms of protocols or practices, do you what are the protocols or practices uh, that you do that blend plant medicine therapy for optimal patient care? In other words, are there are, are there things that you 
are looking at and 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 bringing together uh, as you put these formulas together? So um, yes, mm-hmm. and Dr. Michelle Weiner works with me at my center, and I work with her at her office down in Miami, and so she's the one who will actually help with writing the recommendations for the medical cannabis when we need it. But a lot of people come to us for chronic pain, for not sleeping, for anxiety, and for depression. Mm-hmm. And there are some wonderful plant formulations that I can put together and other people can put together that can help the body, um, like I said, like dampen down that sympathetic response, which a lot of people are having anxiety because their body keeps going into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. That could happen from having chronic pain. That can happen from um, past traumas. It could have happen from chronic stress. Mm-hmm. So depending on why somebody's walking in the office will depend on what plants I might choose to help them. So if they're in pain, I have various formulas for pain. There's connective tissue pain, there's arthritic pain. And so there's different plants that will help to treat different types of pain. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, that that's really, it's really very, um, I'm trying to say, it's, it's very dependent on their mm-hmm. underlying cause for why they're coming. And so if somebody just walks in the door with anxiety and I'm trying to do their initial consultation, Mm -hmm. I'll grab my mood boost, which is um, a formula that's made with, it's a plant formula made with nano emulsions Mm -hmm. and I'll put it in a bottle of water because it becomes water soluble and they can sip on that while we're talking. And within minutes, like within seven minutes, they're like, am I feeling calmer already? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it, yes, because when you make a plant medicine bioavailable with a nanotechnology, it can work pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And what was that plant? That was Moo Goose, you said? So I have a formula that we actually have for sale on our website and at our office. It's called Mood Boost. Mood and it's boost. made from cinnamon and clove and citrus. Mm-hmm. And um, as you may or may not know, cinnamon and clove can open up it's very good for the cardiovascular system and it mm-hmm. up, opens up oxygen and blood flow. So it becomes a really helpful, those, that combination is very helpful, not only in um, getting your body to relax and calm, mm-hmm. but along with the citrus that elevates the mood. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the, the compounds in clove and cinnamon, we're talking about anti-tumoral. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's incredible benefits from all plants because Mm -hmm. plants actually have to defend themselves out in the sun and in the element Mm -hmm. so you get antiviral and antibacterial and anti-tumoral like so many different benefits from one plant Mm -hmm. so that's why i find them fascinating and then you can actually focus them so it's nice well i've been i've been using your room boost uh and i sprayed some of it this morning and uh I uh, just before our call, I felt like I I wanted to calm down a little bit, but uh, you know this has been really quite quite lovely, and I've I've really appreciated you you uh, giving me this uh, when we were down in Florida. So thank you for this. Oh, oh my pleasure. And I imagine that the mood boost would uh, 
provide even more calm. So uh, I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more about that on the website as well. What do you see uh, or how do you see integrative mental health treatment evolving in the coming years? Do you, do you I mean, we were both down in Florida. We saw, you know, the longevity, the health and wellness mixed in with the psychedelics. I'm wondering what your thoughts are along that line. Well, you know, I, I started doing therapy 30 years ago, mm -hmm. right? So um, back then it was it was on the heels of psychoanalysis and go in and talk to a therapist for hours and hours a week or go in and talk to a therapist once a week for an hour and it was all cognitive behavioral and there was some gestalt work available which is you know where you actually have an interactive experience you're working with your body and um, which seemed a lot more logical to me because I never understood how past awareness once you have awareness and once you have awareness and some skills like how is it that you know that's going to be a, enough when your whole body is having an experience in relationship to a negative belief or an experience so it didn't make sense to me to just sit with someone in a chair and talk mm -hmm. and to me it was like well let's get out of the office or let's get some movement going because you're stuck in your body mm -hmm. and so where are you feeling these emotions in your body and how do we help you process that out and release that out so it's i like to me i needed more skills and more tools mm -hmm. and over the years i've been able to pull together different modalities of exercises and movement mm -hmm. to help release people's emotions that are trapped in their body. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that integrative mental health is not just about doing cognitive behavioral therapy, but using other modalities like EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, where you can get in and target a thought, a belief, where you feel it in your body, the sensations, what they call the somatic experience of that belief. Mm -hmm. um, and be able to bilaterally stimulate the body and the mind so that you can release the negative belief and neutralize the fight or flight in your body so you're now calm and peaceful. Mm -hmm. And once that neural network is calm and peaceful, you can then install in the positive beliefs that mm -hmm. the person's strengths have, that, that they really know to be true, that just by telling yourself that I'm calm and confident isn't working. Mm -hmm. So being able to use a tool like EMDR can get your mind and body in alignment with, I am calm and confident. Mm -hmm. You know, I am good enough. I've always been good enough. I will always be good enough because right. you've done the talk therapy and this kind of pulls it together. And then there are other modalities where like you just can't reach certain things. We have nonverbal, there's a nonverbal part of trauma. There's a nonverbal part of our experience. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of our body that experiences a negative experience mm -hmm. and, and positive experiences. Mm -hmm. So being able to use ego state psychology work, which is like reparenting yourself at different developmental stages mm -hmm. by supporting yourself at different developmental stages in your mind mm -hmm. and being able to use other modalities like internal family systems that Richard Schwartz um, built upon. 
so that you can relate to the different parts of yourself and embrace the different parts of yourself and give them new jobs so that mm -hmm. you have a more functional way of being. So we're we're talking about moving away from talk therapy alone mm -hmm. and being able to use our whole selves mm -hmm. and and adding in certain self-regulation tools like whenever you bilaterally stimulate your body mm -hmm. your brain can release things just mm -hmm. like i mean i remember years ago when i was a kid the movie chapter two came out do you remember chapter two no i don't i don't oh my god it it was vanessa was it vanessa it wasn't vanessa red right it was um i'm making a I'm note now to see it <laughs> right so at, at the end of the movie he taught he talks about like how did i get over mm. arguments with my wife mm. and he said and i remember i I just walked around the block mm, mm -hmm. and walking is mm -hmm. bilaterally stimulating the mind. Right. So sometimes I take my patients out for a walk while mm. they're getting their story out and mm. then go back into my office and mm -hmm. sit down and do some of the EMDR and do some of the internal family systems or the ego state psychology work mm -hmm. because you have an opportunity to move them. I right. also think that music and movement, like sometimes mm. because we have infancy traumas, we have traumas before we even have memories, but we have the feelings in our body right. using drums and tambourines and movement right. to be able to get someone's story out and then create a new story. Mm. So there's all sorts of modalities and protocols that people could add in their office and it you know it's wonderful to do them in groups but it's which i love to do but even one-on-one -on -one, you can use different types of music and movement and self-regulation tools to really help people identify where they're experiencing things in their body and their mind and their hearts mm. and being able to help them release it and mm. reorganize it mm -hmm. so that they can focus their minds on what they want instead and i really believe that the more we can teach people how to focus their minds and master what's going on in their bodies and that self-regulation and mm -hmm. and know how to release things then you're going to really be in charge of your life because mm -hmm. whatever comes your way no matter what throws you off you have tools for releasing you have mm -hmm. tools for refocusing mm -hmm. and then you can focus on your deliberate intentions mm -hmm. so i don't think that um you know reading a self-help book or doing this work by yourself is really where it's at although i think sometimes as part of your process that's a good way to go but most in most problems that people have are in relationship to another person so mm. i think the healing has to be in mm. relationship to another person mm -hmm. and i really like that uh because you know in my own practice working with individuals there's the whole i have a microcosm and a macrocosm the microcosm is the mind the body the spirit the breath the food fuel or and the rest and the macrocosm is really the environment the relationships and the aspirations but you're taking it down to another level which is how do we then uh un 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 unfurl if you will you know iron out our own narratives and really be present to whatever was there shake it off really look at seeding a new narrative based on where we are hindsight insight foresight and then kind of move that forward i'm wondering uh, 
if you can share some of the benefits that you've seen as we start to move out of the somatic uh, or we start to look into the somatic area, but we really kind of un unhook our brain, our default mode network, if you will, that area of uh, the brain that's the protection, the protector. Um, what can you tell us about the benefits that you've seen with patients through ketamine and cannabis assisted therapy? Sure, but before I do that, you know, you made a really good comment, Keith, which is about nutrition. Is some people's, you know, when your body's been in fight or flight for a long enough time, um, your body's gonna overproduce acid. And when you overproduce acid, you're gonna damage a lot of your gut microbiome, the stuff in your gut that helps you break down food. But it's also the part of you that um, in your gut, that's where your endocannabinoid system starts. That's where your serotonin starts. So your endocannabinoid system is the system in your body that produces its natural CBD and THC and other plant compounds. Like we make our own natural anandamide and 2-AG, which is known as THC and CBD. And we also make the enzymes to break them down. So when your body makes enough of your own, all the other systems in your body, your cardiovascular system, your endocrine system, your respiratory mm -hmm. system, they all modulate. Mm. But if your gut is damaged by acid, you're not gonna be able to produce enough of your own natural cannabinoids. Mm. So therefore your systems won't modulate well and that's when you start seeing a breakdown and people start having illnesses mm. or you can't produce enough of your own serotonin. So it's really important because and this is what I was saying, I, I love the way that you were talking about nutrition because sometimes you have to fix that gut microbiome so that your mental health can flourish. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think there are glitches with, I can't change my mind, I can't refocus my mind, mm. is because your gut microbiome is just like has been damaged by all the acid from the fight or flight, mm -hmm. that we have to actually address that in order to that per in order for that person's mind to actually be able to move forward and that's so, uh, horrible just, that's that's a that, that's a real challenge in our society given the fact that you know we're moving more towards whole foods you'd hope but whole foods for everyone is still i think a a, a bit away and from an acidic yeah. viewpoint a lot of the foods we take in are highly acidic you know they're they're right. they're not whole, they're not alkaline so right. i i imagine that that's a problem as well yeah yeah so you know we have a dietitian that works in our office um and that we're we use when we realize that like somebody's mind they're not being able to grab a hold of their thoughts mm -hmm. and you can tell like their their belly is a little pot belly and you know these don't have to be overweight people these can be very lean people and they're telling you they're constantly bloated well mm -hmm. you know they're also in a chronic state of stress Mm -hmm. So um, that's when we would recommend that they see our nutritionist and figure out what's going on in the, in the gut so that we could support them with whether it's uh, changing their diet or adding some supplements or giving them various different plants that will help support them, probiotics, prebiotics, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to try to correct that situation. 
So, so the cannabis and the ketamine, when we start taking a look at the changes and the influence within the body, what have you seen in terms of those benefits? So, you know, because I was just explaining the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. helps right. modulate all the other systems. If your endocannabinoid system can't produce its own natural cannabinoids, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to balance your mental health either because it balances mm-hmm. your central nervous system. Mm-hmm. So, um, there are formulas like CBDA and THCA, which is the raw form of cannabis, Mm -hmm. which means you never heat them up past a certain temperature so that they're non-intoxicating. And when we use that formula and add about five different plants to it, we can keep someone's, it's seemingly, their central nervous system seems a lot more regulated and Mm -hmm. their anxiety if they have a chronic state of anxiety, that seems to de- decrease or go away. Mm-hmm. And so there are also other, um, like when you have trauma, sometimes there's a dysregulation going on in the central nervous system in the brain. So being right. able to use that CBDA formula, THCA formula with other plants, along with some, let's say 15 to one CBD mm-hmm. to THC, can really help to regulate somebody's system in a mm. way that they can they can take charge of the anxiety mm-hmm. that's going on in their body because the stuff that's just being produced from their body being depleted mm-hmm. gets to be regulated and now we can deal with the trauma or the chronic stress more easily because they can use the tools and skills that we're giving them and they can use mm-hmm. their awareness to take charge of their life so i think that cannabis becomes an incredible um, way of resetting and modulating the systems. So now let's talk about ketamine. So mm-hmm. ketamine, which um, from a mental health perspective, mm-hmm. we would use ketamine for a few reasons. So we use it to try to get somebody's body out mm-hmm. of, a, of a, a chronic depression or a deep depression or what they call treatment resistant depression, which right. I don't think that there's treatment resistant depression. I just think we have to find the right treatment. The right. way that they're doing it is resisting, right? The right. medicine's not working, but maybe because the medicines don't work for mm-hmm. what's going on that causes that. Right. Right. However, when you get in there with some, uh, whether we do microdosing or a psychedelic dose mm-hmm. of the ketamine, when you get in there with that, you can actually give somebody an experience with a psychedelic dose. We call it mm-hmm. psychoanalytic dosing of ketamine where if you work with the patient beforehand and you focus them, so say they've been feeling powerless and so you're working on them feeling empowered and you look Mm -hmm. at all of their strengths and all the ways that they did take charge of their life and they can take charge of their life and you focus them on that going into a ketamine experience, Mm -hmm. you're going to give them an opportunity for their ego to quiet down Mm -hmm. and for just who they are as an individual, as an individual being just becomes so much more present front Mm -hmm. and center. And they're able to shift their perspective and see such a larger perspective and see their strengths and be able to have an appreciation for who they are because along with the ketamine, your glutamate is being regulated, your dopamine is being increased, your GABA is being increased, you're getting an oxytocin, you know, a little boost of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And you get to, in addition to your perspective, this beautiful um, mm-hmm. 
pharmacological benefit as well. And so to me, after that experience and you sit and integrate and you can use EMDR at that point and you can talk about how you apply these new awarenesses and insights and build in almost a time management mm-hmm. plan for how how can we now apply this in your everyday life and how do we make this more functional and how do we integrate this information into mm-hmm. a very practical way the cannabis can become a very powerful tool right mm-hmm. because now mm-hmm. pharmacology wise you just got them out of this deep depression don't mm-hmm. we want to regulate the system with mm-hmm. this new mm-hmm. pharmacology going on if mm-hmm. we just got them to a place where their body feels more at peace and they're not stuck in their thoughts you know we want to be able to use that non-intoxicating form of cannabis to remodulate and calibrate the system mm-hmm. so i think it's a new way of being able to practice mm-hmm. for doctors mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. able to see that and obviously i don't do this on my own i do it with dr michelle weiner and you mm-hmm. know we have physicians available that we can practice along with but if i know plant medicine and she knows you know pharmaceutical medicine and the, and i know therapy and she knows the medical <laughs> safeties and what have you right. you you have a nice team right. to work right. with and right. i and i think that's important that therapeutic alliance between the patient the therapist mm-hmm. and the doctor um and whoever mm-hmm. else is on our treatment team Um I think mm-hmm. is so vitally important because now you're rebuilding a sense of belonging and you're actually doing healing work. You know I really love uh Sherry I I really love the uh outline and the explanation that you gave because um so often people get very rigid in their heads about you know let's say ketamine and you know ketamine there are ketamine clinics that are basically dosing for uh pain pain relief and trauma but they're not doing the psycholytic work the real you know talk therapy work or the action work to go ahead and m- move a muscle change a thought do the things that need to be done and then you're bringing in the CBDA and the THCA uh which again in the cannabis area you know many people will say oh cannabis you know it's a stoner's paradise but you've actually looked at how to elongate how to bring out and 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 stretch out the impact and the effects of cannabine properly dosed based on you know uh not only the preparation but the uh actual administration and then work through the integration process uh by giving them this self-regulation tool this regulation tool for the endocannabinoid system through the use of the you know cannabis and the use of these cannabinoids that really help them individually so it's 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 fascinating i'm wondering how do you work with patients to create a personalized treatment plan where you're you know taking these traditional uh practices and you're integrating them with this new concept or this new you know this new success that you're having with these clients that you're working with what do you what does that look like uh in terms of personalized a, a personalized approach Well, I think first we start out with a really thorough biopsychosocial mm-hmm. that is a timeline on every single area of your life, spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, um mm-hmm. 
educationally, developmentally, from the time you are in the mother's womb till mm-hmm. the current day. Mm-hmm. So when you hit every single area, from what do you do for fun to your nutrition to what your relationships are like, the quality of your relationships throughout your life,、mm. you know, you're really getting. Um, the highs a, and a the、really、highs and lows, all the traumas、right. and and the narratives and the stories, right? This is this right, is and so、about. you're getting the whole picture、mm-hmm. of somebody, and they are hearing their、mm-hmm. whole story,、mm-hmm. and they and then we go through their strengths and their deficits and their positive beliefs and their negative beliefs, and now everybody has a really good awareness、mm-hmm. as to. Um, a lot of areas of a person.、Mm-hmm. Then I have what I call my whole life plan, which breaks down everybody's world into、mm-hmm. compartments, so that we can start looking at where they're at today and、mm-hmm. where they'd like to be.、Mm-hmm. And so we have deliberate intentions、mm-hmm. for each and every area that we just mentioned, like、mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally, physically. Relationships, time management, money、mm-hmm. management—every area of your life—and、mm-hmm. then we put together a plan based on what somebody wants to accomplish first,、mm-hmm. second, and third. And、mm-hmm. so we set goals up、mm-hmm. in six-week increments. You know,、mm-hmm. and sometimes people come、wow. in and we're able to accomplish two things, and they're like, "You know what? I'm good for right now. I want to like sit with this, practice this, and then come back for my、mm-hmm. next round."、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that seems to work very well,、mm. and、mm-hmm. um, and people get stay motivated and inspired to continue to do the work when、mm-hmm. you allow them to break it down into, I always call it like chunking it down into manageable bites, where、right. you actually get to see effective change,、mm-hmm. and then like sit with that,、mm-hmm. and when you're ready for the next part and the next part.、Mm-hmm. So depending、right. on who we're working with, so we treat a lot of doctors and therapists、mm-hmm. and what have you as well. So those people like to hang out for a while because they're treating patients and they want to be ethically, you know, responsible about、sure. being centered in themselves. And then we have other patients who will come and go. And like I said, we chunk it down. They get some success. They enjoy that for a while,、mm-hmm. and they might come back, you know,、mm-hmm. a month、mm-hmm. later, three months later, and do some more work. Yeah, I think we need to change、uh, the the title of therapists. You know, which is really uh, uh, the rapist.、Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, just、ouch. because <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's an ouch. You you really what you're doing in a lot of cases is you're going in you're to the psyche, you're exposing things, but you're not really then closing it up and allowing them to go ahead and be healed in a way. So what I'm hearing from you is really a whole other. It's kind of a combination of counselor, coach. You know, uh, di- uh, diag- uh, diagnostic uh, uh, guide on the side. I mean, you're really helping individuals to look again. I use this term: hindsight, insight, foresight. You know, the ability to go ahead and see what happened, see where you are, and then plan to go ahead and move that forward. I'm wondering along that line. What role does mindfulness play? This is the mindfulness experience, and I'm wondering, from your viewpoint、uh, and your approach to mental health and addiction treatment as well, what how, how do you help individuals incorporate that into their lives? Well, first of all, I would say、um, I always say like the difference between a therapist and a coach、mm-hmm. is really having years of. Experience 
around attachment and development and neurobiology and knowing how to pull that together, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are hidden things that you don't catch. There are things, there are nonverbal things versus verbal things. And, and then we sit in clinical supervision week after week after week, and we look at ourselves and we look at the patient. So I think like that is a really important part of treatment, whether you're a therapist or a coach, I think you need clinical supervision and you really need to be able to look at that and look at yourself and be able to know, like, I think there's such a lack of knowledge when it comes to um, mm -hmm. being in the world of psychedelics and, and mm -hmm. not having, like even when I talk to men um, and I've only spoken to men who are shamans, so I apologize to the women who are listening. Um, and but like they were trained from the time they were young children, mm -hmm. and like this was a culture, and they did a lot of self-reflection, and they took medicine, and they were out in the wilderness by themselves, learning. They had somebody guiding them, and I think that even though that's not the same as clinical training, it's still in depth mentor you're being mentored you're learning mm -hmm. you know and i think like mentor being mentored by the right clinicians mm -hmm. and you know taking them through that practice is the difference between someone who just sits there and nods their head and listens to you mm -hmm. talk and mm -hmm. someone who's an active participant in the person's healing process so i just wanted to say that mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. i answered your question mm -hmm. um which of course i now forgot yeah, well, I guess the question was, you know, what role mindfulness plays. But you you really uh, said that it plays a key role for the for the clinicians and the individuals who are sitting with patients. So, uh, do you want to add to that? And I I really believe that mindfulness is mm -hmm. being present in your life and being aware. And then there are many mindfulness techniques and exercises as to how you go about doing that. And I think to me, that's a very mm -hmm. important aspect of treatment that I incorporate in with our patients because, you know, stress happens and it's very easy to jump to the future or pull something from the past and not stay in the moment and realize I am the mm -hmm. adult or I am the person who's having this experience today. And I have patients, I, I had a couple yesterday who came in and they, they always want to tell me that they're a certain way because of their mother and father. And I'm like, enough of the psychobabble bullshit. You know, like we're here in this moment. Mm -hmm. And the only mm -hmm. thing you have mm -hmm. left from your parents are the negative beliefs or positive mm -hmm. beliefs that you have about yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's stay present mm. in yourself and let's decide how we want to mm. approach that mm. negative belief so you know how to release it and reorganize what's really true about mm -hmm. yourself and how to set boundaries with mm. people who behave mm -hmm. the way that your parents behave that may have been bad. But, mm -hmm. but mm. learning mm. and staying mm -hmm. present in who you are and being able to release those negative beliefs and install your positive ones and then focus on what you want today is really more mm -hmm. of the goal than it is to like the awareness of understanding where it comes from there's a place for that but 
you know, that's your first couple of sessions once you know what your awareness is. Now it's time mm. to mm. release and rewrite wow. and and release it mm. from all aspects of who you are and stay present and use those mindfulness tools to pull yourself back to the present moment because we all, and myself included, we all get pulled out of the present moment. Mm -hmm. But if you can have a handful of mindfulness skills mm -hmm. and tools, you'll be able to pull yourself back pretty quickly if you do the work. That's wonderful. And I, I think it's a wonderful uh, point for us to, and being mindful of, uh, you know, the, uh, and recognizing and allowing you to choose the client and a patient that you're working with, I think uh, it, at this particular point is is very important. I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast and really have more conversations. You know, I, I really do. Uh, and I, I really want to thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And any time would be more than happy to set up another time to come back. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. That concludes our episode with Sherry B. Kaplan. We hope you've gained insight into the benefits of integrative health and wellness treatment and working with plant medicine therapies. If you want to learn more about Ms. Kaplan's work and about her personally, I suggest you go to her website, which is connected.com. That's C-A-N-N-E-C-T-D.com. And for more episodes of the Mindfulness Experience podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, stay mindful and take care.